This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Incredible show we're going to be talking about. Should a COVID vaccine passport be mandatory in order to travel, especially if you're going to be traveling internationally? we got a very special guest coming up here in just a moment. Uh, he writes a weekly column for the Washington Post and the USA Today. His name is Christopher Elliott. He wrote a piece recently, so I posted it on our Facebook page and some of our social media channels. And holy cow, did you respond. You can see here over, what, 350-plus comments in regards to should there be a uh, necessity, should you be forced to get a COVID vaccine passport or not? Now, a couple of interesting things to know. Yesterday, Dr. Fauci did an interview with Politico. Uh, he says he doesn't see the federal government get involved in COVID vaccine passports. Today, which you're going to hear in a moment, the spokesperson for the World Health Organization says they don't see vaccine passports in the near future. And then Donald Trump Jr. tweeted this out. Hey, if you're a Republican in office and you're not vocally and aggressively opposing vaccine passports, it may be time to find another career. This concept could be the greatest affront in our freedom in recent history. And if you don't see that, it's a problem. Would love to know your point of view on the idea of a COVID vaccine passport. Here's my interview with Christopher Elliott. Christopher Elliott, welcome to Point of View. It's great to have you. Um, so thank you so much for the time, sir. Thanks for having me. So you wrote a piece saying, hey, this is why we need a COVID vaccine passport. I posted it this morning and it just, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments. Very, very hot topic. So I just want to give you a chance. Uh, some people pro, some against. Why do you believe that we need a COVID uh, travel passport? You know, and I'm, I'm a little surprised, actually, because when I wrote that story uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was not a political issue at all. It was just a health issue. And um, we need a, a vaccine passport because we need a way of showing that we've been vaccinated. It's as simple as that. It's not controversial at all. Um, I got my little uh, world. Actually, this is a um, COVID-19 vaccination uh, card that you get when you get your shot. Um, the problem is that it's not secure. Um, I also, you know, have one of these yellow cards that you you should you have all of your shots recorded, and when you go overseas, they ask to see that so that they let you into the country and that you when you've had all your shots. We just need something like that here in the country, and that was the point of my story. But what do you say to people that say, "Wait a second, what about my own health privacy?" I mean, and and we don't even know if this vaccine really is going to permit or stop transmission, which I'll get to in a minute. But let's talk about the privacy aspect. And, and what do you say to that? Well, privacy is really important, but you give up your privacy when now we're talking about international travel here. You give up your privacy when you give the government information and they issue you a passport. This is really no different. I mean, when I when I visited Kenya, the first thing they asked me for was the yellow card. And that's got, you know, a record of all I'm looking at mine right here. It's got a record of all my uh, uh vaccinations for all sorts of things, yellow fever, and I also have uh, the COVID vaccine right here. Um, if I hadn't showed them that piece of paper, uh, they would have turned me around and sent me back to New York. And so this is not a controversial thing. A lot of other countries do it. You need your but shots to, to travel overseas. Can you, what were the, the things in your yellow card? What were those uh, shots for again, sir? I'd have to take a look at that. Um, let's see. Uh, 
it looks like uh, malaria, typhoid. Um, I am having a. I didn't bring my glasses. I can't. Really... <laughs> my point is, those are obviously, you know. This is, yeah, these are some pretty standard shots that you would get if you're visiting a place like Africa. So, uh, yeah, these are, those are, you know, and the critics would say these are proven vaccines as opposed to uh, the relatively new Moderna shot, which, you know, it's controversial. Some would say that maybe it, it's been around for only a, a couple of months and it's not proven. So I, I understand that. And so I want to get to a couple of things. We've got a lot of comments that are coming in. So people watch, we will get to your comments. But a couple of things just for you to note. Uh, yesterday, Dr. Fauci did an interview with Politico. He says, hey, federal government will not require COVID vaccine passports. And I think maybe in a little bit more stunning today, this is a spokeswoman for the World Health Organization. I want to share with you uh, what she had to say and then give you a chance. Two big issues. At the moment, we do not have enough data to say whether or not being vaccinated prevents you from transmitting to others. And that's one of the main reasons behind making a provision requiring all people to be vaccinated when they enter your country, because the, the point of making such a provision is you want to prevent importation um, within the body of those people. Now, if if they if they transmit, then they're importing the virus. So we as uh, we currently do not have enough data on whether or not the vaccines prevent transmission to say that this would be an effective strategy. So she's saying no on the COVID vaccine passport because we don't have enough data to know if the vaccine even stops transmission. Yeah, there's so much that we don't know right now still about COVID and, uh, and even about how the vaccines work. Uh, we do know that uh, we can look at, for example, countries like Israel and Gibraltar, where almost 100% of the people there have been, of the adults, have been vaccinated. And you can see the case numbers going down. So, for, you know, again, I'm not a public health expert. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a consumer advocate and a travel person. But I can tell you that if countries are looking, governments are looking at these charts and seeing the number of cases go down, for them, it does make sense to require... And also, by the way, for private companies, you see a lot of cruise lines that are now saying you're not going to be able to board a cruise line before you're vaccinated. You have airlines like Qantas saying once we resume international flights, we're going to require people to be vaccinated. So that does make some sense. So if a bunch of people are vaccinated and we get to a point of herd immunity, herd immunity why do I need to then take the vaccine? Well, you wouldn't if we reached, reached herd immunity. Okay. And again, this is this is outside of my wheelhouse a little bit. Who gets? Who has to have a vaccine passport? Who doesn't? That kind of thing. I think that there's really people have been conflating some issues. Uh, one of them is: Do I need a passport or a vaccine passport to travel outside the United States into another country? The answer is: You've always had to prove some kind of vaccine for for certain countries, and so that's not new. So saying that that's controversial in some way is just not understanding the issue. Now, the other issue is, do we need to show that we've been vaccinated if we're traveling or doing something in the United States? That's a different issue. That's controversial. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. You have uh, states like New York that now have the Excelsior Pass. It's an app-based smartphone pass that, that proves that you've been vaccinated, but only in the state of New York. So if you haven't been vaccinated in New York State, you can't get one of these Excelsior Passes. That pass would allow you to do things like visit a restaurant, go to a movie, go to a public meeting, go to the gym, that kind of thing. But it's totally optional. Um, 
what people I think are really afraid of is that we're going to set up roadblocks on the interstate and say, hey, have you been vaccinated? No. Well, you turn around and go back home. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Limiting interstate travel within the United States is a is a legally problematic thing. And I don't think we're going to do it, not for this pandemic and probably not ever. Which I think is why Dr. Fauci said, hey, we're not going to get into these passports. Um, but then we had, like I mentioned, a ton of questions on our social media platforms. I want to share those, some of those with you. Nissa Blake says, my question is, how is this ethical? The vaccine is not FDA approved yet, only approved for emergency use. Why would they force us to be an experiment if we didn't want to be? Any response to that? Um, if, a, if another country requires that you're vaccinated, uh, you have to get vaccinated. And by the way, that's an interesting question because uh, it, you see some of the vaccine passports and they require certain vaccines and others are excluded. So for example, in Europe, they're working on a vaccine passport right now, and there are only four approved vaccines. If you got one of the Sputnik vaccines from Russia, or if you got one of the Chinese vaccines, you don't qualify. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, going to, they're going to make those requirements and you, don't, you have a choice whether you're going to travel there or not. If you do travel, you're going to have to get one of these, as you say, experimental vaccines. You obviously have done a lot of research on this. Um, one other question that we've been getting when it comes to you know, getting this vaccine, especially from a passport standpoint, I want to give you a chance to react to this. These are the latest numbers from the CDC. Uh, look, you and I, I think we both agree that one death is one too many. But the numbers do show a survival rate from COVID of 98.2%. So some people are going to say, hey, you know, forcing me to get a vaccine passport seems a little over the top when you've got that kind of survival rate. What's your response to that? Well, no one is forcing you to do anything. You don't have to travel. If you want to go somewhere, travel in the United States. We don't have a vaccine passport requirement here. We probably will never have a vaccine passport requirement. But if you want to go to another country, if you want to go to France for the summer, uh, if France does open up, you may have to get one of the European, uh, the green passport that they're working on right now. And you can choose to not go. It's as simple as that. Chris, I want to give you the last word because I appreciate the time. Anything else you want to share that you think our audience should know? Yeah, I mean, I, what I would say is please be careful where you're getting your information from on vaccine passports. Um, this is not a political issue. Vaccine passports have been around for a very long time. This yellow card has been a standard for many, many years. They're working on an electronic version right now. People uh, are, are, I'm really very surprised at what some of my readers have been sending me, um, thinking that we're all going to be somehow get barcodes tattooed on our foreheads if you've had the vaccine. It's just nonsense. It's not going to happen. This is simply traveling from one country to another and showing that you've been vaccinated. You don't have to go. You can stay right here in the good old USFA if you want to. But I guess that's the point is, look, I, I, I love this country because of my freedoms. And now you're saying, hey, Chris, you don't have to do this, but then just don't travel internationally, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you're an American, you know? Well, I mean, look, other countries have, they can require whatever they want to. I just did a story for the Washington Post about passport requirements. They require six months of validity on your passport. Why? You know, no good reason. They just they just say that they do. Uh, other countries can do that. There are other countries. They can, you know, make a decision about who they're going to let in and who not. And, you know, you don't have to go. I think where people have a problem is if, uh, if you know, you're in, you know, you're in California and Nevada decides that they're not going to let anyone from California unless they can prove they have a vaccine. 
That's a problem. That's never going to happen in this country. I just can't see it happening. Uh, and, and if there is a vaccine passport that's approved, by the way, here in the United States, it will probably be, or if it becomes a standard, I should say not approved, um, it will probably become a standard long after the pandemic is over. So it will probably be a moot point. But Christopher, just to be fair, you just mentioned a moment ago how New York is looking at the Excelsior Pass, and you and I both know there was a time during the situation where if I went to New York, whether I tested positive or not, if I was from out of state, I had to go quarantine for 14 days inside the United States. And there were some states, yep. if you remember, it's New York, and I think it was, was it Rhode Island, where they, they cut off the interstates for, for a short time until finally someone woke up and said, wait a second, that's against the law, but people tried. Yeah. Well, and, and exactly, I, mean, I think you kind of answered your question, is you can't block the interstate. That's just not legal. There are, there are so many, I mean, I've, I've talked to legal professionals about this, is that you know, you, stopping interstate travel in the United States is a very, very uh, ethically, or I should legally problematic thing. And, and that's, if, if it did happen in New York and Rhode Island, or you know, some, it was probably somewhere in the Northeast, they had to stop it real quickly because it was it was legally indefensible. Last question for you, sir. You mentioned in your piece, just because it was from your piece, you said, hey, we need a provisional national database of Americans that have been vaccinated. I think that perks a lot of people's ears and freaks them out, one. And secondly, you say, we'll just delete the database when the pandemic ends. I've tried to delete tweets and somehow they show up. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, well, uh, the only... Uh, vaccine passport on a national level that we have right now is in Israel. And it's a small country. They have everyone who's been vaccinated in a national database. Uh, you don't hear anyone really complaining about that. Other European countries do have national databases with all your health information in it. This is kind of a uniquely American thing where we're, we're uh, scared that something's going to happen, that you know, we, we have a right to privacy. I can't tell you how many times my doctors have invoked the HIPAA laws it's not usually the doctors, it's the people at the reception area. When I've asked for simple things like, could I get a copy of my medical records? Could you transfer my medical records to another doctor? They love invoking the HIPAA record, uh, laws. Um, there is really, I don't think, anything to be afraid of. But if we do create a national database like this, which would be very, very useful because people would then know who is vaccinated, um, I don't think that we should keep it. I think deleting it would be the right thing to do. We don't want to get into the business of having uh, you know, a, a giant database with everyone's health information, unless it's something that we all want. And that would be have that would have to happen through legislation. And that legislation just simply does not exist right now. Christopher Elliott writes a weekly uh, piece, if you will, for the Washington Post and USA Today. A lot of great insight. We really, really appreciate the time, sir. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right. Stay with us. Much more coming up here on Point of View. As always, you can share your point of view with us. Email us, text us, leave us a voice. And we're going to get to your points of view coming up right after this.